0: Welcome to The Bitter Jury, a show recapping all things Big Brother Canada Season 10. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. What we'll be doing on this show, breaking down Every episode of the season, of course, we'll also be breaking down the action on the live feeds. Of course, that is a lot of content to monitor, and there is so much when it comes to Big Brother. If you're going to have a show recapping all things in the Big Brother universe, you better have some people to help you do it. And I do have two others to help me here on today's show. Talk again, all things Big Brother Canada, season 10. Start with my roommate here in the house. I know he's watched every episode, and of course, he is constantly monitoring everything happening on the live feed. The biggest Big Brother fan I know its my friend Daniel Westoff. Westoff, welcome to the show. Big Brother Canada season 10 so far. Your reaction, good, bad? How are we feeling?
1: Uh, I'd say good, uh, but, but different. Is it appropriate to say... Long time caller, first time. Wait, fuck, I messed long- it up. And, uh, let's try that again. Is it appropriate to say long time editor, first time caller? Because hey, it is
0: fair to say. And of course, in our non big brother lives, Westoff and I talk all things tennis over at ag- <laughs> Brackets. Normally, Danny Westoff, the super producer, he has moved in front of the microphone. It's going to be excited to hear his reaction. And now he's going to get to learn the frustrations of being on this side. I'm excited for that, Westoff, as much as anything
1: yeah i uh it's gonna take some getting used to uh you know it only takes six to seven months of dalton texting me every week to get me on this side of the mic we'll see how it goes uh it's gonna be a rough start stick with me though we'll get we'll get we'll get better at it
0: no the my favorite thing is gonna be when it takes you 12 times to get the intro right and i'll be like see i told well, you <laughs> see
1: as as the smart editor I hired someone to do the intros for
0: me. That's why you're here, my friend. That's very fair. But of course, to help balance us throughout, we have a third member joining our team today. You may have heard that laughter there on the side. And of course, that laughter is so infectious. And it's another man who watches all episodes, all things Big Brother. He is going to be our expert on everything happening in each and every episode. Break down those details you might have overlooked. It's my friend Charles Matthews. Charles? Good to see you, as always. How are you doing today?
2: Good, good. It's been a while. I'm nervous, but excited. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, this, this is awesome.
0: Yeah, I know. It's going to be really fun. Tell me a little bit about your big brother background. Is this first season of Canada for you? Have you caught them all?
2: Oh, gosh, no. First season of Canada. And I have to say, like, I'm kind of digging it, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, being a super fan of of BBUS, Canada may, uh, may compete with it for me there. So, so, so this is going to be great.
0: Well, that's an interesting note, and I think a good place for us to start. And I will be candid with all of you listeners. I have yet to catch up on all things Big Brother Canada. Of course, I have watched the latest seasons of Big Brother. It's inevitable when you live with Daniel Westoff; it's going to be on your TV screen each and every week. Uh, the reason I want to talk about the differences between Big Brother Canada, Big Brother USA, there are some who may not have seen episodes from both universes. There may be some who are U.S. fans who didn't even know about Big Brother Canada all Like knowing what I know about the Twitter universe and all Big Brother fans, I feel like everyone's aware of what's happening, but they may not have tuned in. I want to start with you, Charles, again, because you talk about digging what you're seeing so far in Big Brother Canada. What is the difference between the two series? Are they noticeable differences to the fans of the U.S. series?
2: Yeah. So, you know, and Daniel, of course, um, chime in for me, first and foremost, right out of the gate the fucking intro it's like <laughs> i thought i was watching wwe smackdown and i just got so hype while i'm sitting here watching you know bb us and it's just like oh cool here's your picture here's your little let's pose for the camera he he ha ha you know i look cute whatever and canada is like lights and strobes and all this stuff and i was like oh i i did not know Canadians like had it like this. It was Actually, crazy.
1: I wrote this down. Uh, it for, for a show that's 10 seasons, no more than that, 13 seasons behind the U S to call themselves the greatest game on <laughs> earth. That's uh pretty confident. Uh, yeah. I, I will say, you know what? It hyped me up though. I was like, damn. All right. Like coming out strong.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, again, just right out of the gate, their intro is, killing it. So uh BBUS, like take some notes. Um oh go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I was going say for me, there's one thing most noticeable and it's obviously every time signing off, I'm Julie Chen Moonbez. And it's like we don't have Julie. I'm like, where is Julie? And it's just like it's <laughs> oh right away my balance is thrown off.
2: I will say no Daniel, what's their host name, Elsa
0: You caught me out, I'm Googling I know,
2: it's- I was hoping it's right,
1: it's Arisa Cox. Arisa, there we go, Arisa. (laughs) But just, you know, as the editor, I'm going to edit out your questioning, I'm going to have that answer right on time. Okay, (laughs) that's
2: that's okay with me. But, you know, Arisa, again, if we're being really technical here, Julie Chen Moonves is always flawless when she steps on the stage. (laughs) Alyssa, eh, not so much.
1: Arissa with an R. Arissa. Arisa.
2: Um, Arisa. Not so much. It's like, okay, cool. Who dressed you today? We <laughs> we need we need to step it up.
0: Yeah. Fair. No. Again and again, as you look broadly at the show, West off. Anything you've add to the differences?
1: Oh yeah, I've got a list here. But uh, oh yeah, I got I, I, think, I think the the next thing is just the house itself. It like so Big Brother U.S. Uh, I've. Obviously, never seen it in person, but it's in a neighborhood in L.A. It's just a normal house that's outfitted with, you know, all the cameras, the hundreds of cameras. And it's probably got a bigger backyard than most L.A. houses, but it's just a house. The Big Brother Canada house, I'm putting in quotations, it's like a it's like a warehouse or a huge (laughs) studio set. Like every room I like maybe the cameras are lying to me, but every room looks like it's 30 foot ceilings like. Doors that look like like, they're huge castle doors, you know. Uh, it's just and it's bright, it looks like a casino. You know, we went to uh, Las Vegas for uh Dalton Thieneman, also part of Crack Rackets for his bachelor party. And uh, this house is more lit than any place I saw in Vegas. Like, every wall has lights flashing, everything has it's just it's huge, it's huge.
2: Yeah, like I wrote down, everything is big and glam. It's just like, like you said, you know. And thinking about it, you know, watching the episodes, when they walk by the doors, I feel like the door is like another eight feet over them. You know, I mean, it's so big.
1: You know, some of the rooms they even hang out in, like in the Big Brother house, you have to like be careful how loud you whisper because someone just could be just outside the door (laughs) hearing you. And like, there's no whispering in this house. Like, they're I, I, I couldn't tell you the layout because, you know, I've seen like 12 different rooms, but I've seen zero hallways. Yeah. Um, but like some of these rooms that look like a living room have like three or four pieces of furniture in the middle. And then like 15 feet of space before the next wall <laughs> all around it. So like, they're just having full audible conversations about, you know, secret alliances and stuff, because they know yeah. that you'll see some people coming to listen to you a mile away. So yeah. very different strategy. If you're a player.
0: It's interesting Uh to me to note that you look again, it's it's not the American season with the glamorous house. It's Canada. That's interesting. You would think Mm -hmm. the American everything would be bigger. The extravagant games and the various uh, competitions would be that much more difficult. Is it? It's a similar format, I imagine, though, where they're still competing and it's still scheduled the same way.
1: Yeah, basically, uh, the days of the week are a little different. It's Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we're uh, switching out Sunday for Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have uh, head of household picked weekly after an eviction. Uh, that person nominates two people. Uh, there's a chance to play for the power of veto to overrule one of those nominations. And then there's a vote to evict where the head of household and big D's cannot vote. A uh, couple differences, though the head of household cannot play in the veto. So where in the US, the veto competition is six players and Canada it's five players. And the way they choose those players in the US, you know, you're pulling balls or chips out of a bag. Uh, Canada, instead of a living room table, they've got this like six foot wide, uh, like, Cir- what do you call that like, spin- the it's like a
2: spin wheel yeah, like, yeah. spin wheel
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> like instead of pulling chips out of a bag you i literally marty when he's head of house is running alongside pushing this spin wheel to pick the nominee uh to pick who plays in the power of veto so you know it's just little interesting tweaks like that that like maybe if i've been watching canada for 10 years now right you know, wouldn't wouldn't surprise or impress me but having only watched US for all these years i'm yeah. just like oh this is a refreshing new take yeah. on the big brother game
2: what do you think about them not having a key turn during the nomination ceremony
1: i'm fine with it i all the <laughs> all those gimmicks uh,
2: i know I, I, but i i kind of miss it <laughs>
1: right i kind of like that hey if I'm putting you on the block, I just got to look at you and tell you to That's go true. There, Good point. rather than just like yeah. the passive aggressive key turn and look up at the sea. <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, oh, I got I got a couple more things listed here. Okay. Um, so. Uh, I don't know if it's just for this season, uh, but I, I really like this twist that they put in the game. Uh, if you survive the block, so if you don't get uh, voted out, but you were the one sitting on the block next to the person voted out, Big Brother is giving you a chance to pick a random door in the house and behind that door is cash. Like I, It's almost like this Canada season, I, don't, like, I, I can't think of a better word to use, so I'm just going to use it. It's like thirstier. Like (laughs) (laughs) there's money every there's just thirst is real. Yeah, there's just there's money to be won in random places. And then like everything is sponsored. So like in the first head of household competition, when the last two people win safety, they don't just win safety like you in the US, like, oh, you're safe. It's like I I know I'll get it wrong. So but it looked like state farm insurance. It was like the state farm insurance safety for the week. It's like everything's sponsored.
2: Yeah. It was like the built direct insurance intro- something, something like, like that. that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I agree. And I know when you and I were um, messaging prior to recording, you made the point of like, Oh my gosh, there's so many ads and plugs and I hadn't really paid that much attention to be honest. And then as I'm watching the next episode, I was like, well, shit, like, I guess that, <laughs> I want Wendy's now because
0: if you (laughs) think about, you know, I mean, it (laughs) works. It's just good product placement. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, we'll get to that when we get to the week recap, we'll save exactly what the Wendy's plug is. Um, But the the last big difference is just the prize itself. Like, okay. I know you're 13 seasons behind, but you're playing for a hundred thousand dollars. That's, now six hundred fifty thousand dollars less than the US version maybe but it's a they smaller get other iron.
2: things they get other they, things you and that's what
1: weird to be, yeah, no, that's what yeah. weirds me out though so you win a hundred thousand dollars and then you get ten thousand dollars of clothes so like instead of wi- <laughs> instead kind of winning a, <laughs> instead of winning a hundred and ten thousand dollars they're gonna make you buy clothes with ten of it <laughs> and then you also get a trip At and Expedia. I don't think I don't think they didn't clarify the trip is like where you're going. If you get to choose it yourself, but so it's a hundred thousand dollars, 10,000 in clothes and a trip. So just, yeah,
0: just different. Like I said, it's not bad.
1: It's not, it's not way better or way worse. It's just different.
0: Nothing wrong with that. I mean, Again, I would argue all of this would be made better and smoothed over with the addition of Julie (laughs) Chet Moonbez. You know, again, if that's not going to be an option here, uh, as you look at these, you know, again, I assume it's the same number of contestants, right? You had 16 entering the event. You have 16 entering uh, this Big Brother season 10 again in Canada. Uh, With those differences out of the way, let's talk about our reaction uh, to these first couple of episodes, first couple of weeks of play. And, you know, again, we'll start out as we're introducing the field. And again, there were 16 people. We've already had two eliminations of the 14 remaining contestants. And we can name them all if you'd like at the end. But of the 14 remaining contestants. And I want to start with you, Charles. Let's go glass half full first. Let's talk about the favorites because of course you're always yeah. going to gravitate towards certain characters, certain storylines. It's still fairly early for alliances to have emerged and we'll talk about the significance of alliances as those alliances begin to be made clear. But let's just Oh, we already this. have some. So so we can get into yeah. that. Good. I like yeah. that. As we talk about week 1 and 2, but let's look at the 16 players broadly first. 2 weeks in, Charles, give me your 3 favorites.
2: All right. So I will say in making list of favorites and then obviously when we'll get to the the people I'm not a fan of, um, I'm I'm doing pretty well so far. Uh, My faves, I from the get go, and I'm going to say that it's straight up because of his accent. Marty needs to fucking win this thing. Uh, (laughs) He has. You you like it? Oh, I do. (laughs) I love it. Now, I will say just to add in a random like tidbit of a difference. I get thrown off when the contestants randomly um, like just smooth their way into talking French and then back to English. That throws me for a little bit of a loop, but it's fine. We have subtitles, so no big deal. But <laughs> Marty's accent is just the best. And I actually think he has a lot of potential to do well. Um, you know, traditionally on, you know, BB US, the older people don't do well. Um, but Marty, how, is how old the- is he? Forty. I mean, we may have to look it up. I know. I feel like he's in his forties, upper forty. He may be fifty. They didn't list it in his bio here. Yeah, I had it written down somewhere. Um,
1: He doesn't seem that old.
2: See, I feel like he's like fifty or fifty-one because his children were not young. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Either way, Marty, let's go, bro. Like, I'm in it to win it with you um let's see which one i want to list next we're gonna well, go with let Com- me ask you uh, before
0: yeah. you do that because i'm gonna throw a wrinkle in here and super producer uh, see i refer to him as super producer co-host daniel westoff doesn't know this one's coming i want a player comparison for you as well so again you already have your guy you want to win the season give me Another, maybe it's not a Big Brother America contestant, early on, whomever it may be, doesn't have to be, by the way, same gender as uh, the player you're talking about. Give me a player comp from Big Brother past. Hmm. Or is it too early for player comp? No,
2: I think it's, well, so I could do it for some of my list, but maybe not all. Um, Marty's tough.
0: Well, no,
1: how about players. this? Yeah. So ahead. before we move off, Marty, we'll do some. I've got a player comparison for one of my favorites too. Okay. Um, but I have to say, I have Marty on my victim list. Ooh. Yeah. Now Why? I I cheated a little. These impressions okay. I wrote I wrote down my impressions of my favorites and least favorites after watching these first two weeks. So okay, okay. It's it's not from just like a pre preseason interview or anything like that it's from his gameplay this week i okay. uh, i'm not a fan
2: okay oh right. uh, so you aren't okay we'll we'll get into that but, later uh, we'll but we'll get into uh, it later respect, i'll just say respect.
1: i'll say he's sloppy he's sloppy okay respect
2: respect well we, we may disagree on that one but that's <laughs> that's okay i like it um i am also uh i'll list my second fave um kyle So far is a little under the radar, but watching his player introduction, there was just something about him that made me think that he's going to, he's going to go far. Um, Can't really compare it to a specific player, but I feel like he's going to be that perfect, the perfect not floater floater. Um, And, you know, th- those people do well because they're quiet, but they're always manipulating something. Um, and and I just kind of see that in him. If you say that he's on your shit list
1: too, <laughs> bro. So he's not. He's actually my number two favorite player also.
2: Okay, perfect.
1: Perfect. So we're on the same page there. Okay. Uh, okay. And I'm, I'm with you. Good vibes. Seems like yeah. he's got a, a, it seems like he has a strategy coming in yeah. and he's not just winging it.
2: All right. And I actually was uh, listing mine bottom up. So my favorite player, and I will compare him right now to my favorite BBUS character of all time. That is Evil Dick, which makes my number one pick, my boy, Kevin Kevin Jacobs. (laughs) That is my boy. Love this fucking intro. Love that he just does not give a shit. And he is already playing the shit out of the game no holds barred and it's 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 he's fucking awesome he he needs to win
1: yeah i don't have kevin listed in either category but i'm with you i i see it I, it's I, it's a decent comparison i just don't know if it's legit or if he's just boasting a little bit right now yeah. like is he gonna back it up because you can talk a big game that you're just oh, for trying sure. to play soft and you're gonna come in and be the evil mastermind uh but you got to back it up and so far He's played a little coy this beginning of the season, which he says he's doing on purpose. Uh, But I'd be saying that, too, if that was just my personality. So, I was going
0: to say, well, then I think you can learn a lot about someone from their player favorites. Like if you were Team Kylan in the last season for Big Brother U.S., what does that tell you? uh, Yeah. by the way, yeah, if you're Team Xavier <laughs> from the get-go, you like the quiet, humble, I'm just determined and I'm here to win, even though I'm a serial liar and I didn't tell anyone what my actual profession was from the start, <laughs> I might be psychotic. Um, by the way, you think I didn't watch the season super producing. So uh-huh. not watching before the start of the show. I sat there every day.
1: You know what? It's because I listen to the live feeds by myself, and so yeah. I feel it feels like a lonely season to me. But you're right. You were with me the whole way for
0: episodes. Here's the difference between you and I and just a little introduction for all the listeners. I watch the show. You live the show. Like if I walk (laughs) into your room and I've got a production question for you in our in our day jobs, you will you know, the feed will be on on one of the screens. And so, again, you are constantly monitoring and we want to talk about those live feeds here today. Uh, But again. 16 players, two have been eliminated. Jay Northcott uh, already out. You had Melina Mansing also out as well. 14 left. Either of those two eliminations, off in your favorites pool? Would either of them have been in your victim pool right away? Uh, But with that in mind, give me your favorites.
1: Right. So we've already listed, I guess, Kyle as one of my favorites. Uh, No, neither of the evicted players were in my favorites. One of them was in my least favorites. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so I had J.C. Lynn. I just think strong woman. She's uh, gotten in good with a pretty strong male counterpart in the house. And as much as I hate watching showmances, uh, most of <laughs> the people who get into a showmance with a really strong dude go far. And, I, and it's not exactly because of the dude, but that's a good shield to have. And so I, I like Let's that. see. Here's where
2: I'm a little sus on that right now. Is Gino really that strong?
1: Oh, cause I'm about to say that Gino's my number one. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> go, go, well, go ahead. Okay. Go and ahead. again, I'm not saying this because I think he's my favorite character on the show. Yeah. I, yeah. My favorite character is probably summer or Kevin. Um, but to me, Gino is that, like, and I can only go off of what I know. And what I know really well is BB 18 through 23. That's where I've really yeah. gotten into the live feeding and all that. And who's won those seasons? It's the really athletic dude who yeah. gets along and is chill with, like, the whole house. you got Tyler. You've got Mickey. You've got Xavier. Gino is this dude that all the girls think is super attractive. He's yes, kind of chill. Right. He's athletic those no one no one's going to take a shot at him for 5 6 weeks and by the time they want to take a shot at him he's got too many allies and then he'll just yeah. run out at the end so i hate to say it cuz i hate that that's the stereotype that wins but to but, me that's that's yeah. your best path to a win in this game is you know be a chill dude in the beginning and then at the end just cop out
2: okay whatever gino
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that like again for to translate to me is this like being a fan of Alabama or like Duke or one of those big brand you know the Dallas Cowboys
1: Yeah i it's comparable everybody yeah, like an algorithm there. that works <laughs> yeah yeah and they have all the best athletes that's how you win this game
0: I like so. it no again so that's that's another favorite um yeah it's it It's still early, is the other thing. You feel like these things will shift. I will say this, early in the last Big Brother season, I actually think it would have been fine to like Kylan. Like, I don't think some of the scumbaggery which is inevitable, by the way, in this game. I think everyone's got to be a scumbag at some point because there will be double crosses and you have to vote a person out. There's just inherently that's not a fun thing to do. Uh, but certainly I'm, I'm going to keep monitoring that. That's a segment Segment I think we should come back to here throughout the course of this show uh, as we just learn more and more about these players. Let's go to the flip side. Who are you done with already, Charles? Who are you like, you know what? It's time for these people to go home. And in your mind, by the way, when you have the victims, are you already plotting in your head? Like how, who do I need to vote for? What tweets do I need to send to make this happen?
2: You know, so I am very much a first impression person when I'm watching BB. Okay. So if your intro is just terrible, I immediately want nothing to do with you, um, which puts and i will say of my three people two of them are gone which means that the house also agrees with them being fucking terrible um first of all we'll go with um most recent or well it, it doesn't matter well we'll start with we'll start with the one who's still there helena boring like i'm watching big brother for entertainment boring and here's and the thing,
0: though. The boring person sometimes escapes, like sometimes oh by gosh. being boring enough. Now, here's the thing. You have to have something in the back pocket. You can be boring, but you better win a lot of challenges if you want to actually win the household. Sometimes boring's a good thing because by not pissing anyone off, you're not making enemies.
2: I, I need her to do something. I need I I need them to say that she shit the bed like uh, Lamar did in BB (laughs) celebrity this past season. Like I need something exciting to come out of her. Um, I feel as if every conversation I've watched her have so far, there's, there's just no substance to it. And she's just kind of going along. And again, I know that's strategy for some people, but come into the house with, with something in mind that you're going to set out to do. And I just feel as if she's just kind of there, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not a fan.
1: I, I agree with that. Like, Oren could get you far. Victoria got third place with Derek and Cody. You're right. And, <laughs> it, and, and if Derek was being smart, she should have gotten second place. But um, yeah, but you don't win the game like that. Your ceiling Ooh. is is third, second place. You never win it. Oh, like for that. sure. Who is well, the guy I, that code, who Unless you Cody go there beat? with Paul. <laughs> If Paul is the guy you're sitting next to, you can be as boring as you want.
2: Yeah, I don't want to talk about that because Paul is probably my second favorite BB House guest of all time. And, you know, since we're called the bitter jury, the stupid <laughs> jury members got all butt hurt because he literally outplayed them both times he was in the house. And I will never like I'm, especially the freaking Nicole win, because I was not a fan of her. So the fact that she won over him just almost made me stop watching the show. I was furious. I've
1: always I've always been conflicted on that season because yeah, I have the exact same response as you. When Paul didn't win, I was devastated. Yeah. But, yeah. but now but now that I'm a live feeder, uh, I've heard that if you were watching live feeds that season, that's exactly how it should have gone and that Paul was just miserable. So yeah, uh, but I, I wasn't a live feeder then, so I'm right. with you. He, Paul was like my number one player of all time. But this is a PB Canada podcast, we're not to get into that.
0: <laughs> well, as a bitter jury, I would also say I'm still bitter about the fact that Enzo didn't beat Cody because Enzo's got to be a top <laughs> five player of in terms of Big Brother America. <laughs> that was
1: that was Gruskin's first season, and he yeah. loved oh, Enzo. Enzo okay. was his guy.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I anyway, could totally like, see that though. From I'm pretty sure about. Enzo's like, accent was fake. I'm pretty sure it was all just like a persona. Um, and I would be like, yeah, Cody played the best game, but we're going to make Enzo the winner here. Um, anyways, it's fair again. And it's funny that some of the players you don't like, they're evicted right away. So evidently players in the house feel the same way. Westoff, you, you mentioned you have some agreements here. Any other ones you'd add to the list? And there's only 14 players, right? So, you know, three mm-hmm. of 14 left. That's, you know, that's a significant amount of the field.
1: Right. So uh, I already mentioned Marty for the way he played this week. Um, I'm with you, Charles. Melina was one of my least favorite. Uh, oh. Her intro package was basically, I hate people and I don't want to socialize. And then, when she, <laughs> and then when she got into the house, she sat in the room and was like, I don't like talking to people. So it's like, why would you come on the game? Good luck. So, so that's uh, that's why she made my list. And then my my third one is Moose. Uh, he's fun he's got a lot of energy but he doesn't know the game at all and that is like that is my biggest pet peeve watching a show is like don't bring novices in I like you you could have just watched a season or two but don't bring in people who've never watched the show and have to be explained how the mechanics work like you should at least understand the mechanics of the show and but and he's just what he's kind of like uh I'm gonna blink on it uh David David He's like, David.
2: Uh, he like, oh, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. He's like, if you had done your homework and come in uh, with some knowledge, you could be a good player, you know, you're yeah. sociable, you're athletic, but you've just like him and Molina, if you're coming on the game, come to win. And yeah. if you're not setting yourself up in the best position to win, then I'm like, why are you here?
0: Yeah. yeah. So. It's, it's fair. So then with that said, again, we've talked about the field and, you know, your 14 remaining players, you've got Betty, Helena, Herman, JC Lynn, Jessica, Josh, Kevin, Kyle, Marty, Moose, go Moose, uh, Tanisha, Summer, Gino, a.k.a. Steven. I'm not sure how that happens. Oh, because of the last name, does Stephanie as well. Uh, Is your field here thus far? Uh, again, 14 players in. We've had two evictions so far. Let's talk about those first two weeks of play now and let's start with week number one, I'll turn to you here first, Daniel. What were your biggest takeaways from week one's episodes?
1: Okay, well, I'll run through the week here in just a second. One big point I wanna make when I like came into the show with no expectations, I realized early, early, early on in episode one that I know a lot less about Canada than I actually thought I did. Uh, unless people said they were from Toronto, I didn't know where the hell they were from. Like and, wow. And then I think that first episode, uh Moose or Josh, someone was saying where they were from. And they were like, oh, West Coast. And like it, the cameras panned over to like three people, like and had their heads tilted. And like my American brain was like, oh, East Coast, West Coast, like rivalry or something <laughs> like that. And then I had to like listen on the on the live stream podcast, them talking about the episode. And apparently the reason everyone, the camera panned to people being confused is that I'm going to say it's Moose and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, when Moose said where he was from and was like, West coast, baby, what's up? It was, it was the equivalent of being like, I'm from Colorado. What's up West coast. Like, and it, it just goes to show like my Canada geography is shit. Like I, well, I, don't, I don't know anything.
2: <laughs> well, here's the good thing though, Daniel is, You are from the United States and your Canadian geography is terrible. Mm. Steph is from Canada. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Her Canadian geography is also terrible.
1: Uh, Her her ocean geography is terrible. There's only seven of them. (laughs) Groskin, you didn't see the episode, but they spent five minutes of the episode having, I don't remember which male player it was. They were quizzing her on canada's geography and was like which coast which oceans on the west coast and she was like uh arctic (laughs) and it's like lake right (laughs) (laughs) and he's like you know what the great lakes are right and she goes oh you mean
0: ocean it's like what
1: (laughs) so i like unless it's an act then like i'm very worried about she she was the first name i put on my victim list and then i found other players i disliked more but that segment turned me off to that but um, all right, I'll, I'll run through the week now. So the a short week. Uh, show started on a uh, Wednesday. Um, unlike us this season, uh, the the US did a live move in, and they actually turned the uh, live feeds on the very first night, uh, which was new for the US. Usually, they'll typically turn the live feeds on for three or four days. Canada, they're they're back to the way the US is. Um, so the players moved in a week before the show premiered. Uh, and so by the time we watched the first episode, the players had been in there five or six days. And so, uh, we saw an entire week basically compressed into two episodes. Um, so first episode, they had everyone move in, move in in pairs of four. Um, the very first game related thing that happened after everyone, uh, met and introduced themselves was, uh, while they were checking out some prizes up in the room upstairs um a phone rang downstairs there's a room in the house that is just a big circular room with a phone in the middle and the phone rang and so uh everyone ran downstairs jay was the first one to the phone and when they answered uh uh the big brother announcer uh explained to them that they were safe for the week so jay won safety just for answering a phone It actually locked everyone else out of the room Um, But he also was not allowed to play in the head of household competition. So kind of made it fair. Um, So the other 15 players went out. Well, I guess it's not out back. I don't know where they play these competitions. It it looks like a big warehouse, but the US me wants to say they went out back to play the competition. (laughs) So everyone goes to play in the head of household competition. Uh, The name of the competition was door of destiny. It was a seventies theme and it was split up into three groups of five. Um, Each group had a different uh, game they played and the winner of each of those three segments would move on to a final segment. So first segment was a puzzle kind of like all the other puzzles you see on BBUS where you build it vertically up and it's all in random shapes. And the unique thing about this one was you built it into a door frame. And then once your puzzle was built, you had to open and close the door without the puzzle falling over. Uh, Herman won that competition. So he moved on to the finals. Uh, The second part of the competition was a true or false uh, elimination style. And then if you answered incorrectly, you were eliminated. And if you answered correctly, you could uh, kick someone out of the competition. Uh, Moose actually won that segment. And then the final segment was a beanbag toss where you had to land beanbags on these three rotating platforms. Uh, how they came up with these three competitions, I don't know, but I actually kind of liked it. Um, it didn't really give anyone an advantage. And it, one of my biggest pet peeves is when you watch that very first competition, you've got 15 new players you've never met and you're just kind of watching chaos. This kind of lets you digest you know, a group of five people and kind of learn how they play the game. And it kind of made it fair because it was three different skills. Um, But Josh ended up winning that third segment. He went to the finals. And then the finals was literally there were three doors. Everyone just picked a random door. They dropped a curtain. And if you were in front of the right door, you're the head house. And if you were at the other two doors, you won safety for the week. Um, So the winner of the head of household competition overall was her, is it Herman or Herman?
2: I think it's Herman. Okay. Because I, I thought it was Herman, and when they started saying, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Herman.
1: I want to. My inclination is to say Herman, but I've been hearing Herman on the show, so I'm going to yeah. Herman. So Herman won the head of house in competition. He proceeded to put up Melina and Jess. Um, he said that he just didn't know Melina very well. I hadn't really talked much game to her, and that he thought Jess was a gamer. Uh, those are his reasons. Um, they went, they played the power of veto competition. I didn't write down who the other three players were, but at this point I don't care because it came, it really came down to Melina and Jess, Jess wins the power of veto comp- uh, competition. It was this balloon pop game. I, they filled this warehouse full of balloons with blue and, and green balls in it. Uh, and then of course, to make good television, the only place you could pop the balloons was on a spike belt around your waist which basically made sure that everyone was walking around humping balloons while they popped them <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, i so.
2: loved how hot uh jc lynn got watching gino right like, oh my
1: gosh like, <laughs> like, like you, you knew so they just crazy. wanted to spice up that first episode yeah, and they're yeah. like how can we make this raunchy? so yeah um so yeah you collect your 10 green balls and you fill up this pipe then you do another puzzle um apparently this was a throwback to season one uh the very first competition ever played was this balloon popping competition so uh we're gonna i feel like we're gonna miss a lot of these references to old canada episodes, uh, seasons but uh that was just a fun fact um so since Jess won, she took herself off the block so on renomination uh herman puts kevin on the block next to melina and so we move to eviction night And it comes down to an 11 2 vote. Melina is sent home. She is the first evictee of season 10 of Big Brother Canada. And because of the new twist in the game, uh, Kevin gets to choose a random door to win money from. He chooses, he had options that would have him win either $500, $2,500, or $5,000. And he won the $500. So kind of anticlimactic there. But yeah, that was your week in a recap. There. I talked a lot. Charles, what was your biggest takeaway?
2: No, I mean, you know, again, this is new to both of us, but truthfully, it's a pretty solid week. You know, again, Melina, I wasn't a fan of. So, you know, jumping right to to her getting evicted. Happy. You know, again, don't label yourself as antisocial. Literally, as, as you said earlier, go sit into a room and then be pissed that you get put on the block. Like what else do you expect at that point? Um, what's interesting to me, and I've already kind of made note of is when the phone is going to come back into play, if it comes back, right. Because I would have expected maybe there's going to be a phone call a week. Um, but we've gotten nothing so far, you know, from week two, and then I saw, you know, everybody was playing around in there, you know, uh, looking at mirrors and shit. So. Um, oh, is yeah. that that
1: room where they were doing affirmations in? Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, I've, I've got i I've got a fun fact there for you. No, please. Um, I'm sure that the phone's going to come back into play at some point, because why would you dedicate a whole room to just that one phone? But yeah, a- apparently in season nine last year. That room was a ball pit. You literally like a pit full of like plastic balls that people could just jump into.
2: That would make me apply for big <laughs> no so, joke. Um
1: yeah, I thought that was a fun fact. So that to replace a ball pit with just a phone, it's there's gotta be some importance there.
2: Yeah, okay. No, that's good to know because I like I was expecting maybe right before a HOH, you know, the second HOH, like, oh, maybe the phone will ring. So something, you know, there'll be some twist and, and nothing. So uh, I, even though he's not on my list and I don't like his personality, I actually made note after week one that I think Herman is going to be a big contender. And I hate to say that because I pretty much hate anyone with a car salesman personality. Um, but I think, you know, the potential's there. Like he's proven that he can compete. He clearly knows how to manipulate people into doing shit they don't want to do, i.e., buying a car. And I don't know. I, I just feel like unless people realize that he's a threat early on, that it's, he's going to end up being one of those okay, it's much too late to do anything about him sort of situations and that he's going to end up getting a, a final two chair um, for sure. But again, not a favorite, just a week one observation.
1: I'm with you. I kind of hated that whole first segment where everyone came up to his uh, head of household room to give his pitch, their pitch to him. And then, like, it was him in the uh, in the interview room, uh, what have you call it, the diary room, being yeah. like, uh, didn't like your pitch there. Uh, bad pitch. <laughs> no, nope. it's like okay we get it. your character on the show is car salesman. We don't need a whole segment where you rate people's pitches.
2: Right. And that and that's what just really makes me hate him. Um, I will say another week one takeaway for me though is how early the Honey Bunch alliance got thrown together, and I don't know what you've seen on the feeds, but I feel as if they haven't even talked beyond <laughs> that. I don't,
1: they, do you remember? They have talked. They have talked a little bit. That's that. They were the first four in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are still a thing, but some okay. of them and it, I'll I'll get this more straight as I get deeper into yeah, the live yeah. feeds. I do know that they have been talking, but some of them are more into that than the others. I just don't remember who's who. Was who.
2: Okay, because um, you have Summer, Gino, J.C. Lynn, and Josh, which, truthfully, if they decided to stick together, that'd be a pretty good Final Four alliance there. Seriously, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at, you know, your boy Gino there and his girl <laughs> J.C. Lynn. Yeah. And then, I mean, Summer and Josh are both pretty athletic, you would think. So, I mean, hmm. now now that we're talking about it, I'm I'm kind of interested to see what, what falls into place with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um other than that, again, week one, I, I just I just I just really thought it was pretty solid overall. Like I wasn't salty about anything. Again, I kind of like again, I like Big Brother because I like the backstabbing. So <laughs> Kevin like okay cool throw somebody under the bus. Like that's fine. <laughs> you know that, right. that, that that's, that's
1: what fine. I was referring to earlier is that as soon as Kevin got on the block Again, Melina, who I don't know what her strategy was, but the person she confided in who she thought was working together was the other person on the block, Kevin. Yeah, She tells him all of her thoughts, and then he just goes, takes that to her mom. Yeah. And is like, all right, Melina thinks these people are working together, including you, so you should send her home. And he's like, okay, yeah. I'll do that.
2: Oh, I saw the drool on his chin as he's listening (laughs) to her, you know, and I think the shot he had his just hand on his cheek and -hmm. was just sitting there (laughs) chilling and was like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll go ahead and head on up to that HOH room real quick and, and take care of you. So again, I want that obviously, you know, I don't want to say that I want people to lie because obviously, you know, um, that's just lying. It's not a good thing. But if you sign up to go into a house where you are competing for money and an extravagant trip from Expedia.com, then you definitely, <laughs> you definitely need to be willing to lie, and you definitely need to know that that that's going to happen. So, um, yeah. kudos to Kevin for for getting himself off and and surviving.
1: Yeah. Um, only other thing I would add is. They hit the the showmance early in the, in the packaging of these episodes. I mean, we started out episode two with, I think it was Tanisha being like, who can I ship together? Like, give me two people. And like, literally going up <laughs> to Stephanie and being like, who do you have a crush on? I will go up and ask them. Like, you're yeah. starting the showmances on day two.
2: I forgot about that like oh so, yeah do you want to go on a date with him do you think he likes me well i don't know what to say uh yeah like
1: yeah. that is, that's literally the number two storyline in the show right now is that stephanie has a crush on gino but gino and jc lynn like each other it's oh. like I'm, I'm sure there's an audience that watched this show for that but i could use a little less of it so
0: yeah it's fair was did we learn anything Obviously, week two going to bring in a whole new set of challenges. But as we transition towards week two here, anything in comparison to week one, what were the new tidbits of information, last stuff we learned in week two? Obviously, who won the competition as well?
1: Yeah. So um, I guess I'll go through week two in a second. The highlights of week two are the power structure of the house is starting to come together. There is okay. a major, there's a majority alliance formed. It's not solid though. Uh, it's very oh, fragile. The, uh, the, savage the savage seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a, there's a majority Alliance that's come together. There's, uh, some furthering of the romances. Um, and then, uh, there's a little drama too. I'll, I'll get to that. in the, uh, behind the scenes segment, but here, I'll, I'll, I'll run through week two. So <clears throat> once, uh, once Melina leaves, uh, the everyone heads to the studio for the head of household competition uh this one i don't know what the name of it is everyone's standing on a surfboard it's basically a seesaw and you've got a ball sitting on your surfboard with you and you have to continuously tip your seesaw left and right to keep the ball from falling off um it it looks it wasn't as difficult as it sounds because there are, there were guardrails on the surfboard for like the middle half of it. Um, But it came down to Marty and Stephanie, um, which I was kind of surprised, but um, so Marty and Stephanie end up making a deal saying they won't put each other up. I think the final four people playing in the head of household technically made this deal. um, And I believe that was Marty, Stephanie, Gino or Josh I'm not sure who it was Josh I think And Kyle So when they were The last four on They were all like You're safe You're safe You're safe uh, The reason I bring this up Is because later Mart- uh, Marty comes to regret Some of the safety He promised um, But Marty wins The competition It came down to him And Stephanie As the last two Let's and- go Marty <laughs> And Marty is your first <laughs> Full show week Of the show Head of household um, So So he makes his nominations. He puts up J and J C. Um, I don't remember what his reasonings were. He so he, just, Jay, he yeah.
2: thought they were were a big threat. Um, he, he really just, doesn't like
1: Jay and yeah. Stephanie. He thinks like they're the his two biggest threats.
2: Yeah. And I, I know he said Jay, he thought that they just were so social and had everybody behind them, blah, 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 blah and, and wanted to go for that.
1: And honestly, he was right about Jay being super social. For sure. Um, the only thing is Jay didn't take that socialness and then solidify it into actual alliances. So, uh, but we'll get to that. So Jay and JC Lin are on the on the board, or sorry, are, are nominated. So we go to play the power of veto. Um, so the five players playing Power Vito, Jay, JC, Lynn, and then also chosen were Helena, Josh, and Betty. Uh, and the competition they play, don't again, don't know the name of the competition, forgot to write it down. It's basically a cake stack. You've got a circular platform. You build up these... I was trying to think of a word to use comparison earlier. It's like sushi size, like a a sushi roll of different (laughs) heights, right? (laughs) But that's like the the thickness of it. It's like a a sushi roll and you stack up. So you've got three pillars based out of four of these cylinders. And then you put up your next circular platform on top of that, move your entire tray over to a new station and then build up your next tier where you've got three supports and another circular platform. And I think it got up to four or five tiers. Um, Again, uh, most people were throwing it. It really came down to uh, Jay and JC Lynn. Each one of them got pretty far, had their entire platform fall and had to start over. Um, But uh, in the end, JC Lynn did win the power veto. So she takes herself off the block. Uh, There's a little drama around the renom uh, because marty had gone around promising safety already to stephanie and uh, josh and kyle um, but he'd also been telling betty she was good um but by the time so earlier in the week he was thinking he would put up kevin as a replacement for jess but throughout the week kevin and jess both got on his good side so he no longer wanted to use them as pawns so he kind of goes back on his word and puts betty on the block and uh and he blindsides her She's pretty shocked about it. Um, And and Betty's very upset with Kevin. She thinks that he manipulated uh, Marty into putting her on the block instead of him. Um, So that's some drama we'll save for the coming week between them. So, uh, but now it's Betty and Jay on the block. Um, And so on Thursday night during the live show, Jay was evicted by a vote of 10 to two. So that's now two weeks in a row where we had two rogue votes trying to keep the person who's evicted, which if you've watched big brother U S recently, usually these first votes are all unanimous. You find out like before you go into a live show, everyone tries to get on the same page and not be the odd man out. Yeah, That's not happening in this season. So I, th- I thought that was interesting.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I love, and not to cut you off, but I feel That's as if, um, I feel as if BBUS, which has been one of my frustrations with the show is even well into the season there's so many unanimous votes because nobody wants to ruffle any feathers so you get in and it's like okay 15-0 6 and like come on throw a rogue vote <laughs> out there and play the game people um, i did think it was interesting though now that we're you know talking about my reactions to the week i have a couple of things and i and i don't know how how kind of taboo this is But it truthfully shocked me that Josh and Jess did not vote for Jay to stay. And I didn't know if that kind of took you off guard since obviously the three of them have bonded, you know, because they're they're in the LGBTQ community and and just really, really had that bond. And I thought that they were going to, you know, kind of be ride or die for each other. And Josh and Jess just hopped in there and said, see you, Jay, you know, roll on. Did that stick out to you at all?
1: yeah it did and it that's actually like goes into what's even more confusing about the difference between canada and us is like it's not that it's the people that were aligned with jay trying to give him votes to make sympathy right. votes or even just votes that they thought might muster up and save him it's just people who aren't even on his team and i i'm i'm not even sure what the strategy is behind it um so it's a little chaotic Yeah, I like that. It's not as straightforward. It's more interesting, but not what I would expect.
2: Yeah, definitely threw me off. Um, (laughs) I'm sure I'm probably missing something and Daniel, you may, you know, be able to pull something from your bag of tricks and and memory (laughs) over the years, but watching the POV with JC Lynn and Jay, I don't think I've ever seen anyone like low-key rage quit in the middle of a
0: competition.
2: (laughs) He did. I was like, oh, man, I feel like I'm like online playing Xbox or something right now. And he just throws everything down and everybody's like, dude, it's fine. Keep going. Keep going. And he just stood there huffing and puffing. And I was like, oh, wow. He literally just rage quit a competition
1: uh yeah i i I actually did notice that i it stuck out to me i i would i would have probably done the same thing if you see that she's literally setting it down on the last platform i'd be like so frustrated with how many times mine had fallen i'd want to throw something too but uh i i I, it added a little drama i I enjoyed it
0: Um, No, oh go ahead no 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 please charles yeah
2: and i was gonna ask daniel do you think that You know, and I know, you know, BBUS and you kind of touched on this earlier, sometimes may have a competition pop up that maybe caters to someone who is in trouble or could make things interesting. And I did watch and felt almost like this was a JC Lynn competition to play for sure again with her, you know, skater background and all these other things that she's done that require just a crazy level of coordination and and, a, and skill. Um again, obviously that's, you know, that that
1: speculation and I know, actually whatever. I really like that point. I forgot that she was a nice skater. See, uh, for me, I ignore those opening segments like I I watch it just so I can at least recognize the faces, but Right. I I honestly hate them and like Here's a good example of why. So Summer's intro video, as I was watching <laughs> it, I was like, that's the same thing as AZA did last season. Like being all <laughs> cocky, like I'm going to run this. Like I'm going to be such a drama queen. I'm going to get all the guys. And like, uh, and then AZA gets in the house and she lays in the bed. For she does months. nothing. So I actually want to give props to Summer. She's the AZA. I thought I was getting on big brother 23 uh, or was it 22? I'm just, at this point, I don't even remember. It's 23, right?
2: 23, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I did, but that's the reason why I just don't even watch those videos because when you see Aza talk all this game and then become one of the most boring players I've ever seen. Sorry, <laughs> Aza, if you ever hear this. But um, I, it's, that's why I, I completely forgot that we had an ice skater and yeah. JC J. Lin, who probably would have excelled in this competition looking back at it now. Uh, but those things I kind of half to listened to. So, very, very good observation.
2: Oh, awesome. Uh, only other note from week two, which, well, I have two um, just quickly. One, the bathroom scene with Betty and Kevin. One of the most awkward moments I can remember in BB history, and there's a lot, but just watching her curl her hair or whatever the hell she was doing and then him coming in and she's like okay bye I don't know why you're talking to me and I don't want to hear anything and he's trying his darndest to play up his I'm a sad guy and I really wish you would listen to me (laughs) thing and then she's just like you go to the bathroom and never speak a word to me (laughs) Enter the bathroom comes out washes his hands just nothing cold I love that shit that's why I watch the show um, yeah. And then two, I don't know if you caught it because the third alliance that's in there, I, I the name of it, mandom or man, whatever is man down, man down. Okay. I, it's an all,
1: all women's alliance.
2: Got you. Cause I kept like hitting rewind and the accent threw me off a little bit, but um yeah, that. I don't even know. I feel as if they are going to disband. Which, all who is that? Now. It's
1: like Betty Helene. Uh,
2: Betty Helena, Summer, and I think Tanisha, Tanisha, maybe? I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Good luck, ladies. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> well, the problem is there's like out of those four, three, like every combination of three likes each other, but every combination of three also doesn't like, like one of the girls doesn't like another girl. So it's never yeah. going to
2: work. Yeah. Good
1: luck. Um my my other big observation so the big alliance was formed the savage seven uh it's betty helene Jay, marty wait sorry not them i thought i wrote down the names those are the people not in the alliance uh i go off if i go off memory Uh, you have
2: Harmon, josh kyle moose summer gino and tanisha
1: okay yep there it is um so yeah so that's the first like the first power alliance you've got the majority of the house there but it's 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 not solid you know moose is in there and by the end of week two most people in the house don't like moose or just don't trust him i think his the fact that he's such a novice of the game people think he's actually lying and, and acting up how much he doesn't know so there's some mistrust there um You know, there's other people, stronger relationships with people outside the alliance, with people in that, like, it's really going to come down to this week and next. If someone in the alliance can win HOH, which did I even get there at the end of week two? So the week ends with the eviction. We actually got a new HOH at the end of that eviction episode. It was Kyle. Kyle is in the big alliance. So this week could solidify it and make it a power alliance. It's really gonna depend on if Kyle can get someone out who's not in the alliance and use that to kind of build bonds in the alliance, Um, but that's still very much up in the air. Um, I could absolutely see this kind of uh, cracking and falling apart very soon if they don't find something to rally around in a common cause, you know, they kind of need a villain on the other side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, still early though. And of course, when you're looking for the villain, I feel like that's where the information from the live streams and the behind the scenes come in. Right. Because certainly you get snippets of all the action throughout the course of the show, but the raw unfiltered interactions between these players, that's what these live streams are for. You've been on those live streams since the get-go, uh, obviously, West Off. Uh what, what are your biggest takeaways that you've seen beyond what we've already learned from the show?
1: All right. So we've got three big takeaways from the live feeds. Oh, I can't I, wait. That I saw that didn't make the show from what, from what I saw. Uh, so the first one is, let's just get the romance one out of the way. So Gino and JC Lynn, very much a thing. Um, they, when I've listened up to Friday's recap, so the eviction night or the Friday day after, uh, Gino and JC land did make out. So there's been some, some canoodling. They've, uh, they've Ooh. taken it a little further fun, f- fun fact, though. They were not the first couple to make out in the house. Do you want to make a guess? Oh
2: for- okay. 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 Hold on, I like this. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, let's think about this. Would it be easier gonna,
1: if I gave you one person and then you know, no, 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 no. hold one? on. Let
2: me, okay. let me try to go cold. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, I can't believe I'm saying, uh, I'm actually going to go, <laughs> even though I know this isn't it, I'm going to go with Josh and
1: Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. <laughs> um, so I'll give you one. It's okay. Stephanie. And okay. it wasn't, she didn't make out with Gino. No, I, I wouldn't have so, said that. I actually would have said Kyle. But she's, well, Gino is who she had a crush on for the first yeah. two episodes. Uh, you you would guess Kyle. Yeah. Uh, it was not Kyle. I was going to guess Moose because I thought he was just going to be like, I don't know, so energetic and overwhelming that he would just like be in your face long enough that if Stephanie was into it, she'd just go for it. What? I was she wrong makes Al yep it was Herman. Wow which I, I was uh, kind of shocked by that. Wow
2: Canada with the interracial love let's go
1: <laughs> now they're they're acting like it was nothing they were it was just because they were bored but uh we'll see if it le- if it leads to something. so uh, all right romance out of the way. Uh, so
0: there was drama oh, quickly. Is that the best showmance right now? Is that what's number one in the house? Cause of course, no, Jim is G- monitoring the showmances.
1: Gino and JC Lynn. They are like, they are very much into each other from day one. And oh, in my opinion, Gino is one of the stronger players. and JC Lynn. I also think is strong. So they could go far together being shields sure. for each other, or at least one of them will go far at using the other as shield. So, um, okay, point number two, uh, there was a lot more drama last week uh, than the show showed. Um, so after Jay was nominated, and I don't remember the order because, again, I just binged all this last few days. So uh, excuse my timeline here a little bit, but I believe it was after the Power Veto was won by J.C. Lynn. And Jay knew that he wasn't getting off the block. So there's a little desperation sitting in now for some reason, he thought it was a good idea to confront Kyle in the bathroom and basically say, uh, I think that he, he accused Kyle of, of creating a power alliance between four guys, Kyle, Marty, Herman, and, he said maybe moose he wasn't sure about moose but he thought moose was also in there and like it's kind of true like they are kind of working together it's not solidified or anything but those four do like they are in with each other um so but that confrontation was later re retold from kyle's perspective perspective to a group of the girls, when he was getting ready for bed, he was just kind of saying like, hey, you know, Jay, I was cornered in the bathroom by Jay and Jay came up and accused, you know, me of working with the, the strong dudes. And so, and when he was retelling the story, Jay is walking by at like the worst timing. And so like Jay's already on, uh, on pins and needles and like uh, susceptible to hear things because he's already triggered yeah. a little bit. And so as he's walking by and hears Kyle retelling it, I've seen the clip on Twitter and, and the, I'll go ahead and put this out first. Jay misheard. He didn't actually, Kyle did not they, sing with Jay. They, they, sorry, they, good, good catch. catch <laughs> I knew I was going to do it. I've been uh-huh. good so now. Uh, they misheard. Um, but what they thought they heard was Kyle saying, he uh they only think that i'm teaming up with the strong dudes and he like made a strong like motion with his arms like kind of beat his chest a little bit and and i don't remember i think it was the tone of voice he used jay thought that he was doing a monkey impression and so he goes off like they cut the feeds within like like 15 seconds and they were off for the rest of the night um so basically, Jay thought that Kyle was mimicking him in a racist in a racist way and things got heated very quickly. And before we could even see what the first reaction was, the cameras were cut for 12 hours. And that's a big oh, thing. About, wow. Now, that's a big thing about Canada is their live feeds. They cut them quick and they cut them often. There's a bedtime. The cameras are off from like 11 p.m. to like 7 a.m. or something like that. Oh, You don't get to um, watch them sleep? No, you don't. Oh, so it's, it's very different And they they control what's seen A lot more than the US does And so uh, From everything I've heard People have gone back to what I've seen on Twitter From what I've heard on the live feed updates In no way was Kyle Mimicking a monkey at all He was literally just being like strong guys And like mocking Jay for grouping Him as being part of the meatheads Basically mm-hmm. uh, But So Jay heard that exploded there's a lot of drama around it and i don't think they resolved it before jay left so that was the interesting drama tidbit um the last thing i have here in the behind the scenes is um so two players actually know each other from outside the house i think two and a half i'll say um so apparently the half is gino he's a big Big Brother Twitter personality, I think just for Canada. And so Moose and Gino have interacted via Twitter with each other just from being fans of the show. So they're aware of each other's fandom.
2: And they've talked about this. like, Yes. they Okay.
1: They, at some point in private, they both were like, hey, we're aware of each other. Okay. Okay. Um, but even more interesting, Kyle and Moose went to school together. And actually partied together is what Kyle said. He's like, I know that dude. I went to school with him. We partied, like part, they weren't like the same friend group, but like not a huge campus, saw each other parties all the time. Um, I don't think Kyle considers him like a close ally in the house. Yeah. He actually was like didn't trust Moose the first week. But Moose has since had some a one-on-one time with Kyle and kind of been like, hey dude, like we know each other, like and I think this was good by moose moose was kind of like look i don't know the gamer well like but i trust you you're like mm-hmm. i'll go to, i'll go to the end with you because i know I, like we know each other outside the house so i actually think that could help moose who's kind of flailing a bit at the moment is kind of a common house target so yeah just a couple of things they didn't show on the show and i doubt they they never tell you when people know each other on the show so I'm, i doubt that'll come up the romance stuff i'm sure that's queued up for tomorrow night's episode That'll be probably half the footage, but, uh, but yeah, the, 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 the drama didn't make the show because Jay's out of the house now. And then, um, yeah, Kyle and, uh, and Moose, apparently old drinking buddies.
2: I love it. Hey, I would have a drink with them. I mean, Moose actually reminds me of a, of a friend of mine. So, uh, <laughs> you know, again, Kyle, like, I'd yeah, like let's go take some shots and, and, and win big brother.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then my final questions before you, before we wrap today's show, just a couple of other things I want to hit on super producer, Daniel Westoff unprepared for these. So that makes it that much more fun. Let's start. And you've mentioned it, but the alliances again, give me your top alliances right now. What should we be looking for here in week three? I'll start with you, Charles.
2: So there's three currently. You know, if if I had to pick one to, to make it far, it's going to be the Honey Bunch. Um, again, that's the first four people that went into the house. So you have Summer, Gino, J.C. Lynn, and Josh. Gino and J.C. Lynn are the showmance that we've referred to multiple times. So definitely some strength there because, you know, it's always nice when you have an alliance and then an alliance within the alliance. And with their budding showmance, they're definitely going to be strong you know JC Lynn has already proven she can compete um and i think that Josh Summer and Gino are just are just waiting for their moment to shine so if if somebody's asking me to put money on an alliance to do well i'm definitely i may not agree with their name and that's probably some sort of canadian reference that i just don't get but um <laughs> definitely going to go with uh the honey bunch for sure
0: west off
1: i don't love any of the alliances right now obviously like the biggest most important thing to do if you're in the first two weeks of the house is become part of the majority alliance like if i were in the house if i wasn't part of another six person alliance all i would be doing is freaking out being like where's the big alliance where's the big alliance but uh it's not that strong yet so i'm not going to put a ton of weight behind it just yet i'd say my favorite alliance is probably that that guy's alliance that um Jay kind of called out, even though it's not doesn't have a name yet. They are working together. Kyle, Marty, uh, Moose, and I don't. Re- I think I said Herman earlier. It might be Josh, Oh no, maybe it's Gino. God, there's early in the season. There's too many players, but yeah, yeah. There's a four the dude alliance. All of them. Yeah, there's a four dude alliance. I right now I put, I put my money behind that one because bros usually stick together whereas the the four girl alliance right now already has tons of drama and we're barely (laughs) will we
0: have a powerhouse like the cookout in in our last season big brother you'll never everything
1: you'll never have a cookout again because there's no we'll never see
2: that in our lifetime
1: no you have to literally play for something outside of your own selfish winnings and that's never going to happen again because it's already they accomplished it so what why waste? Why waste? Why waste your opportunity at an Expedia trip when uh, it's already been accomplished?
0: Fan <laughs> 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 of you know, well, ten thousand dollar shopping spree. Expedia oh, yeah. sponsors of this show. My oh, by the way, hold question. on, yeah. hold on.
1: I just, I just, I had to bring it up. We, I, I didn't get to it in my recap, um, but I just love this part of Big Brother Canada because it's just, I don't know, it just feels Canadian to me. The head of household when they get their room, like they. They get a letter from their family and pictures. That's like the U.S. show. That's the same. Um, But then uh, they get a new outfit, just one though. So like the head of household leaves the room. Everyone sits there and waits and they come back in, changed into a new outfit and everyone claps. Uh, And I guess they get to keep that outfit. So that's interesting. And then they get to choose one person to share a Wendy's meal with. Which like is just so beautiful that it's a special privilege, but you're eating like a ninety nine cent meal, hmm. uh, and then, hey, so Wendy's like Wendy's
2: is expensive now. What are you talking about? The crispy chicken sandwich
1: is like nine dollars. I, I guess I eat off the dollar menu. <laughs> if I were being awarded it for winning ahead of household, you're, you bet I'm going with that deluxe chicken sandwich. Uh, so they get to choose someone to eat a Wendy's sandwich with, and then something that is very, very different from U S when so we've only watched one head of a household do this was Marty. But when Marty goes to pick up his Wendy's, which is delivered in one of the rooms in the house, you get a video message from outside the house. And it was from the first winner of big brother, Canada, giving him advice, like not like specific advice to who's like, what in the house, just generic advice, like stay above the fray of drama. Uh-huh. And like, just very strange, because in Big Brother, like there's no contact with the outside world and except for the one time you hear from your family in the final four. Other than that, it's no contact. And like uh Big Brother, apparently you get messages if you win head a house. And so I just thought that was interesting.
0: No, it it's fair. And with that said, question on everyone's mind. Your favorite right now to win Big Brother season 10 in Canada. Start with you, Charles.
2: Kevin, I listed him earlier. I love, I love the the mindset of his gameplay. Obviously, you know, as Daniel said earlier, you know, it may, he may not be able to execute it, but if he does, if he's able to sustain what he has started, he is, he is still up there for me. And I will say, if I had to pick a second right now, it's definitely Kyle. Both of them are are very high up my list. Um, I, I like I like how they entered the house. Again, I listened to the intros because I'm a first impression guy. Their intros kind of locked me in. Um, and so, yeah, the two Ks, Kyle and Kevin.
0: Yeah. Westhoff?
1: Yeah, my my gut says Kyle. Um, he's good with all of the big players, but he's currently not right now a threat on anyone's radar. I think that gets you far, but I think he's smart enough to win – the, the Brainiac competitions and probably athletic enough to win uh, some of those, uh, you know, all out competitions near the end. Um, but my backup, I really like Josh. I think he's got a, you know, an interesting personality, he's super friendly and he's super athletic. I just need to see more from him because apparently this first two weeks, like he's not talking game to anybody. And like, if he just made an effort and went around and talked to everybody, like I think he'd probably be best set up in the house right now. Yeah. Um, he just, he needs to put in a little more effort, but I think he's got potential. Hopefully he's just got, you know, opening week nerves and now he's kind of settling in. We can find a way to start building some relationships that'll help support him through the rest of the game.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be really fun to see everything unfold. And again, 14 players still remaining as we approach week three, But with that in mind, that'll do it for our first episode here of The Bitter Jury. I'll say this, not that much to be bitter about here early on. Feels like we're all feeling pretty good about these players, but of course that will change and we will be back here every week to talk about the latest happenings both on the show and behind the scenes. Uh, With all that said, Charles, any final thoughts before we wrap today's show? Uh.
2: No, I, actually, yes. One, one thing that I, I meant to bring up earlier that no, I you actually, said no.
0: Sorry. No, 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 go no. This, this
2: is actually this is actually really cool. I think, um, and Daniel, I don't know if you picked up on this. Something else, another difference that I actually think I'm going to start using with my friends that don't watch BB Canada because they won't understand. I like how they coined the phrase "the pawn shop" for the pawns that go up on the block. Never heard that from the U S but I'm, I'm kind of digging it. So um, the pawn shop is definitely going to, going to be something that I bring to my U uh, S conversations for sure.
0: I like it. West off.
1: Uh, we got to find an easier way to watch the show without having to download a VPN <laughs> and pretend like I'm living <laughs> in Toronto. It's actually, it's actually a good show. Like I, I actually really enjoyed these first yeah. two weeks. Like I didn't know what to expect coming in at Never tried to watch Canada season before. Got to say, if you're a Big Brother fan, Canada's pretty good. It's just really hard to watch it. So uh, I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be a really fun season here. Season 10 of Big Brother Canada. We hope you all enjoyed. We hope you all enjoyed our recap here on today's show. And again, we will be back every week. But for now, for the fantastic Charles Matthews, super producer, Daniel Westoff I am Alex Gruskin. You have been listening to episode one of The Bitter Jury. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone.